Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Maria. Happy to be joined by my co-host, Cody Sizemore, today. And we are going to be talking to you about the idea of paying yourself first. Now, this is just going to be kind of like a high-level view of that general principle. But what we're going to do is we're going to show you how you can use it in your own business, but then also how you can kind of teach that principle to your clients as well and the importance of doing so. So welcome, Cody. Happy to have this conversation with you today. As always, we're just like, like I love the banter and the, the back and forth and figuring out like, hey, have you thought about this? So this is one of those topics that I don't know, is it something that you have ever really talked about in your, do you, do you use this language? Pay yourself first. I think is what I'm asking. Um, as of lately, more, more frequently. You do. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, it's something that it's, uh, I've kind of been diving into this whole thought process and learning more about, about it really within just like the last couple of weeks, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Um, so, so, this, so very recently. Yeah. So this, this is something that, you know, I could even, kind of further my understanding or, or knowledge on uh, as, as well. So, Cool. Well, I, I mean, we can all further our knowledge on all of this stuff, and I'm certainly not going to pretend to know everything about that concept or that principle, uh, but I will say that I think a lot of times we, we do we kind of do this as coaches, and maybe we just don't call it that, you know, um, and then there might be times when we think that we're not allowed to do that as coaches. <laughs> so uh, this whole idea of paying yourself first basically says that you are an important piece of this whole puzzle. And, and so we can't just not pay yourself. Uh, so when we're talking about us as coaches, as business people, as entrepreneurs, we want to make sure that we are actually drawing some sort of paycheck from our efforts. And I know a lot of times that's that brings up a lot of scary things for people. Uh, one of the biggest things is, but what if I don't have a consistent income? How am I possibly going to be able to, to draw anything from this? Uh, why do you think, we're gonna, we'll get to that, but why do you think this is important in the first place, Cody? Let's, right now, we're just going to talk about us as coaches being able to get paid for what we're doing. Why is that important? And I don't mean paid by your clients specifically. We've talked about that in the past. But let's say you've got your business going, you get this money coming in. So many people say, well, I'm just going to reinvest all of that back. Why is it important to not just reinvest at all? Um, because I, I feel that if you don't take the opportunity to actually like reap some of the stuff that you've sowed, um, you're going to get burnt out. You know, you're, you're going to feel like, you know, you're doing all this work for quote unquote nothing. Uh, and you're not mm -hmm. going to feel like it's working for you and, he, and when, it, when it might actually be working for you. So there's a motivational piece there, mm -hmm. but the last thing that you just said, and I think you alluded to was a legitimacy as well. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of legitimizes your, your efforts, your business, right? Mm -hmm. If you are out doing it and even if people are paying you, if you aren't paying yourself for that, it kind of turns into not, not even a ministry. It just turns into, I don't know, volunteer work. 
right? <laughs> like you're just going to volunteer your time and you're just going to put it all back in there and, and go from there. So how do we address that whole idea of, okay, guys, that, that sounds really great, but I'm just starting out. I barely have, you know, $50 a month coming in. How could I possibly pay myself anything? Do you have any ideas, Cody, on how one might be able to get around that concept of how to actually structure something in a way where they're getting some sort of money? I, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're <clears throat> just starting out, um, what maybe you have like one client or two, or maybe even none, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's obviously more difficult, not impossible, but more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that if you were to set up something on like a percentage basis to where you're like, okay, like, mm-hmm. you know, this portion is going to go towards my income that I actually bring home, this portion is going to go towards taxes, this portion is going to go towards, you know, operating expenses, that kind of stuff, and just predetermine that percentage that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're able to, to find yourself in that bucket. Yes, yes. And you hit the nail on the head. You use the, the fantastic word percentages. The way that we're able to start off in the beginning is by using percentages. Because if we use flat dollar amounts, it's a lot harder to actually meet that expectation. If you've only got one or two clients and you're insisting that you pay yourself $300 a week, that's going to be really difficult. Mm-hmm. But if you decide every of everything that comes in, I'm going to pay myself or have an owner's draw of 50% of that. Now, if you get $50 that month, you're keeping 25, Mm -hmm. right? So it does allow you to start. And that is why that is so, so important because if we start, we're all about habits here at at New Money Habits, right? And so even if it's a small amount, I know, right? Even if it's a very, very small amount, it's really not about the dollar amount at this point. What it's about is getting into the habit of paying yourself first. And the the reason that we want to do that is because of the motivating and the legitimizing factor that you, that you brought up. The third thing I'd like to say is that we're actually walking what we're talking. So when I'm talking to my clients, I want them to be able to pay themselves first as well. And so this might be a really easy transition into how we handle this with our clients. What do you think it would mean when we talk about, when we're talking to our clients, Hey, I want to give you permission to pay yourself first. What do you think that looks like? Um, I think that it could mean a couple things. Um, you know, one would be that, you know, rather than just worrying about all of the bills and expenses right off the rip, um, maybe you want to change it up a little bit and be like, okay, we know what your income is. We know what the expenses are. Um, how about we work on saving some money first or paying off some debt first, and then you can attack the rest of the month, uh, you know, accordingly. Um, I think that could be one, one way. Uh, but another way too, mm-hmm. is like, you know, just, just even just having money for daily spending or, or, you know, fun money, as I call it. Um, you know, that's a very crucial, uh, part of any person's journey. And I, I know that there's some people who disagree and they're like, you know, it needs to be very, rigid, very, uh, scorched earth, but that leads to burnout, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, scorched earth burnout, same thing. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that if you're able to make sure that that also comes into play early on, that it's going to be a much more enjoyable process. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, a couple things. One, the first one is absolutely spot on. You know, I don't know if you've heard about the 10% rule, uh, but the idea here is that if you can learn to live on 100%, you can learn to live on 90%. And if we just shift things a little bit, you're not going to miss that 10%. So the idea there is to actually pay yourself with that 10% first, or whatever number it is that you decide. Uh, But if you do it right off the top, which is why, I mean, employers know this, right? So employers, if they are incentivizing you to save, what do they do? They take it out of your check first. So you never see it. Mm-hmm. They know, they know the principles of human behavior. So they're like, well, we don't want you to see that. So we're going to, we're going to take that out. Same thing like with um, your health insurance. You know, you sign a paper at one point saying, yes, I'm willing to pay $250 every paycheck for this health insurance. If that bill for $500 a month came to you, you might be less likely to want to pay that $500 a month. But because you yeah. paid it right off the top, you don't miss it. Yep. So there's an actual name for that. I'm not going to pretend to remember because I don't remember, but it is a real principle. So guys, <laughs> you guys can actually look it up and then let us know what that is at some point. <laughs> um, but that's one thing. The other thing too is when you talked about, you know, paying yourself so that you have like fun money, I'm just going to expand that a little bit and say that you want to, you want to pay yourself to your priorities. So for some people that might be pocket change or, or spending money for some people that might not be. And so it's just really important for you as, as an individual, as a couple, if you're married, uh, to, to know what those priorities are so that when you are quote paying yourself first, you know, if it's in alignment with those priorities that you have. So that's one, one little um, exercise that I like to do, especially with couples, because it's really fun to have them guess what their spouse's priorities are and then have them kind of compare what they actually are. It's, it's kind of a neat thing. Um, but then they can check their their first 10%, if you will, against that and make sure that it's actually in alignment with where they want to go. So another way to look at paying yourself first is the idea of paying your future self first. Ooh. So when I said at the top of the hour, the hour, the top of this episode, that it might be an hour, I don't know. Uh, but when I said at the top of the episode that I think a lot of coaches, we actually do this naturally and we don't even recognize that we're doing it. We are doing that with individuals when we're helping them save for you know, their golden years, when we're helping them uh, save up for different things that they're wanting in the future. So we just don't call it paying yourself first. But if people can start to identify who their future self is, and that's really hard for us as human beings. It's hard for us to, to really grasp the concept and, and own it that we just might be around 30, 40 years from now. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're robbing that 40-year-old, 40, I'm 40 in the past for me now, but... <laughs> not in the past for you. So we're robbing the 40-year-old Cody Sizemore of something by not paying him now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's just a, a different way to be able to look at that as well. And what I like to do, I know this is shocking, but I like to actually use percentages with individuals for this as well, especially because a lot of them come to us and their budget is kind of a mess. It's they're overspending. They're not having as much come in as they have go out. And so it becomes very scary for them. Like they're like, oh, if I've got all of these expenses, how could I possibly make this a priority for myself? And we talk about just doing a percentage. So some of them, we go ahead and we're able to hit 10% right away. Some of them, we go down all the way as low as 1%. 
it it's, but it's something the percentage isn't as important as the habit, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So yes, it is something. And then we will increase that as time goes on. They realize, oh, this is actually okay. Um, I haven't asked you this yet, and I, I have an answer, but I'd love to hear yours first. When we talked about the paychecks and getting the money out initially, mm -hmm. how can we replicate that system when it comes to this idea of paying yourself first, because the employer is not going to take that money out for us. How can we replicate that idea? Uh, like for our own coaching practice? I'm sorry. I'm not asking the question well. No, for our clients. Oh, so right. our clients come to us and they say, okay, I my paycheck is $2,000. Okay. And you have me wanting to put aside 1%, which I think is $20, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yep. <laughs> I haven't had much sleep. Okay. <laughs> so how do we get that $20 out of that account to ensure that they are actually putting that money aside or saving or paying themselves first? That's a great question. Um, I know that there are some sort of like automation services. Um, I personally have not taken a dive into that, that area though. So, you know, I couldn't tell you how to set it up, what they're called, anything like that, or even if that's the right answer. Mm -hmm. But I know that mm -hmm. that is an option is that, you know, you can, you can essentially do exactly what your employer does, um, but just take it upon yourself to do that as well. Yep. Yep. And uh, I, I love that you're always just willing to throw out any answer because our listeners probably don't even know. We don't prep you for any of these questions. <laughs> so, so I love, I love your willingness. What's that? So we just kind of wing it. So. We do. I know. I know. So you're absolutely correct. I think there's no real right answer. The, the right answer, in my mind, the right answer is the answer that works for the client, right? Um, but I, I do believe that you hit on a very important piece, and that's automation. Mm -hmm. If we can find a way to automate that process, then that's going to make it so much simpler. And the way that I've set it up with people is we find an account that is it's not offshore, but it's kind of off limits, you know? Um, we want to keep all of this legal and such, but uh, maybe some of those accounts where they're online only. And so in order to access it, you have to transfer money from one account to the other. And that is super simple to do these days. But if it's away from your regular bank, it's going to take a few days to actually come back to you. And so th there's not as much of a temptation to just randomly grab that money, right? Um, so... So we use that, and then the automation part is that we set it up to automatically come out of their account, their checking account that they get their paycheck into on their payday without without having to do it. So if they get paid on every other Friday, $2,000, we would set up where they have $20 that's automatically taken out every other Friday and is transferred to this offline or online account. Okay. So it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It's already done for them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you can actually have that set up in several different ways. So if you wanted to pay yourself, you know, two, 1% for your future self and, well, let's, let's flip this. If you wanted to pay 3% to your future self and 1% to your current self mm -hmm. for your fund money, if you will, then you just set it up that way. You have one account where it's like, this is all my fund money. It's maybe it's my debit card. I have a cash back debit card that I really like because then it's, it gives you the same 
benefits is a cash back credit card, but when the money runs out, it's gone. So I do like that. It's great for spending. Um, and so you just maybe use that account for, for that instead of having cash in your wallet, you just use that debit card uh, and then your savings account, which is a little bit more away from your stuff. That's where you're going to put your future one. And you, I have, I mean, I personally have several different accounts. I have an opportunity fund. I have a peace of mind fund and all of them are automated. So I decide at the beginning of the year, you know, this is how much we're going to do for ourselves. And then we just set it up to automate that. Now, when he gets raises, then we have to go and switch the numbers because the percentage just kind of, the percentage, even if the percentage stays the same, the amount goes up, right? So you do need to have your hands on it a little bit with that, but it's not, it's not something that you have to physically transfer every single paycheck because it's done for you. <clears throat> and if you physically transfer it, you know, some people are, you know, very accountable and they'll do what they say, but there's a lot of people who, if they have, if they have the opportunity to not transfer it or to be like, mm -hmm. oh, it just slipped my mind, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that could, that could come up. Um, so the fact that it's automated, uh, it kind of removes that human element from it, you know? Yeah. And I, I love that you just used that example because, uh, for me, I would, I was very accountable to myself but it legit would slip my mind because mm -hmm. you've heard me on here before things slip my mind. And so I knew that it was important enough for us to make sure that that happened. And I just wanted to take away that barrier for myself. I wanted to make it easier. I really do believe in, in working smarter, not harder. And especially if you're going to prioritize your current and future self now, then make that a priority, make it easier for you. Uh, one thing that I'd like to bring up is, and I think I've done this on another episode before, but there was a client that I was talking to. It was in, it was actually just in uh, one of the initial sessions. So she wasn't a client. It was just one of the discovery calls. And one of her biggest pain points was what you alluded to earlier, Cody, is that you pay all of these debtors, if you will, all the people who are, are they want their hands on your money. And then you give yourself what's left over. And one time I looked at her and I said, now imagine for a minute, we'll call her Sally, that I actually encouraged you and gave you permission to flip that upside down so that you actually put yourself first and then you give them what's left over. Mm -hmm. I said, what is, I mean, you could see her face. And I said, what, what are you feeling right now? She's like, I literally feel like the world just got lifted off of my shoulders. Powerful. And it seems so simple, mm -hmm. but she had never been given permission to do that before. And so I want, if you're listening today, I just want you to know you have permission to pay yourself first. In fact, I'm kind of suggesting that you do that. Not only do you want to give that opportunity to your clients, but you want to make sure you bring that into your business as well. Even if it's just a percentage of the small amount that you're starting out with. What I like about um, the example that you share with one of your clients is that it not only, I think that it affected her so much because it's not only about, you know, the numbers or the money. It's more so yes. about like a deeper mental and emotional aspect to where like maybe she has just grown up and had a lot of experiences not and i don't know this client but you know i'm just 
taking a stab in the dark here, but maybe she grew up mm-hmm. and had an, a lot of experiences as she was going through her early adulthood to where she felt like she needed to put others needs in front of her own all the time. And that mm-hmm. kind of like destroyed a part of her, you know, or it weighed down a part of her or it held back a part of her. And, you know, that, that could have been one of the first times in this client's life to where she's like, I can actually worry about myself first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like a form of love. Yeah. Yeah. And I, not, not to get too philosophical or, or combative, but I, I do believe that right now we're seeing the flip side of that to be fully transparent. I see a lot of people swinging the pendulum the other way where it's like all about themselves and they don't need to worry about anybody else. And so what I don't want to do is say, you know, that, that what we do for others isn't, doesn't matter. Right. I mean, I'm a mom, you're a dad, you're a husband. We have these roles. And a lot of times as those roles, our jobs are to help provide for other people. So it's not to throw all of that away and say, you are the most important person in your life and you need to make sure that you take care of you. It's, it's not about that, you know, to the exclusion of others, but there is that need for permission and recognition of not only am I taking, it's not a selfish taking care of me. It's a recognition that I very well could be around Mm -hmm. for a while in order to help take care of these people. So how do I make that happen, right? It's the whole idea of living for today while being able to plan for tomorrow, while recognizing that there just may be a tomorrow there for you as well. So so I do want to make sure that we we put that in there as well, that little caveat, because I don't, I just don't want people to be like, oh, well, you know, I don't need to worry about everyone else. It's, it's whatever makes me happy. And, and yeah. hedonism is probably not the best approach either. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah and, and don't get me wrong. What I was kind of trying to say was um, that like, you know, Someone, someone, whether it be this client or, you know, anyone else who might be listening, if they have a client that might have a background like this to where maybe they're, they have just severe boundary issues, you know, and and it's been actually like very damaging to them, um, to -hmm. where like that might be something that affects them. And if they structure it this way, they could experience something that your client experienced where she said it was like a huge weight lifted off all that kind of stuff. That's more so what I was going for because, you know, I'm all about helping as many people as possible. And I think that that's the ultimate goal, especially for us as coaches. I think that we just have like a loving, Mm -hmm. helping nature. Uh, And obviously we want to help push that to our clients too, because, you know, it's better to give with a warm heart than a cold hand, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I knew you weren't going there. I just wanted to qualify for those who were listening, uh, because I think the biggest thing is that it was she was focused so much on numbers and then she had misprioritized. And by by the word priority, a lot of times people think that we as coaches need to impose our priorities on our clients. And that's not that's not what a real priority is. Right. I mean, our, their priorities are what their values are. And so. I think that she had kind of just, she had been paying the people, the the creditors, the debtors, the, the, the bills, if you will, mm-hmm. that other people had imposed on her. And her priorities were so out of whack that there was never enough left over 
for her. And so she was able to then say, I'm not taking it all. Even if I just take a small amount, it was that mindset shift. Like a, I'm worth this B there is enough. Right. And C everyone will get paid. It's just that the numbers might look a little bit different. Yeah. So it's just another way to, for everyone to understand that it's really not about numbers for the most part. That's only 20% of the equation. It's all of the other crap that goes around it that starts to make this change for individuals. So, so if you're listening today, again, the pay yourself first is way less about the actual number or the percentage that you use. It's more about the habit and the mindset around that so that you can get into a, a compounding effect. Again, we'll, we'll bring that up again. Uh, and then, you know, three, four years from now, you're going to be able to look at that account that you've been transferring money into and go, oh, I actually, I have an opportunity fund here. I think in the last episode, we talked about when like luck happens, when opportunity meets preparedness. Mm-hmm. This is how you prepare for those opportunities. You have it, you're paying yourself now so that you can then seize that opportunity later on. Yeah. Love that. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being willing to have this conversation with me today, Cody. As always, I love doing that with you. I, <laughs> I, I love hearing all of just the off the cuff stuff that you have in your in mind. You're a brilliant mind. And I'm so grateful that you share that today with our audience. Of course, it's always fun. And you're right. Like you said, at the top of the call or podcast or me, you know, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. I did it again. Uh, that, uh, you know, uh, brain fart. Don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> what were you saying? I'm just glad it's just me. I mean, that it's not yeah. just me. Hold on. Let me, let me make note. You can't see. That's okay. 25. I'll, I'll just, I'll just restart. Um, okay. That's fine. Hold on. I want to say minute 25. Okay. Okay. And this is on the second December 15th. Okay. No problem. Well, it's always fun to go back and forth and with the banter and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's always a good, good value add, not only to, I think the people listening, but it's always a good value add for me too. You know, uh, there's not really an episode that we've recorded that I've like walked away from and been like, man, that was a waste of my time. Like I, I think <laughs> like, like, you know, I've learned quite a bit too, just from ta- talking to you and having these conversations because we don't get to have these conversations all the time, you know, we get busy and life happens. So it's, it's nice to be able to, you know, do something like this to where it's almost like a continuous growth as well as a relationship builder, both with you and people Uh, listening mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like being in a fishbowl and like letting people kind of be in on this and, and having that conversation. It's been really fun to watch the conversations grow inside the group as well, because you can hear that people are listening to the podcast. They are talking about stuff that we've talked about and then actually applying those things and continuing the conversation over there. So that's been really fun to watch as well. And the group that Maria is referring to is our uh, coaches Facebook group. Uh, It's called new money habits, financial coaches. Uh, free to join. And, uh, you know, like she said, it's, it's a really awesome group, a uh, good place to connect with people, a good place to ask questions and learn and grow and share, you know, um, any sort of accomplishments so we can celebrate together, all that kind of jazz. So jump into the fishbowl with us, you guys. Right. All right. <laughs> it's no shark, I promise. Uh, 
<laughs> All right, you guys, as always, thanks for tuning in today. Have a great week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.